11 years ago, almost to the month, I started my very first blog. It was 2008 and I hadn't long been in Vancouver, Canada, when I figured I wanted a better way than a group email to share my massive life changes and new journey with my friends and family. I signed up for a free blogger account via Google and started posting. And the rest, my friends, is history. That's what this episode of the Untapped podcast is all about. 11 ways blogging can change your life and earn you a living. I'm Natalie Sisson. Let's dive in. Are you tapping into your potential? Are you then taking that potential and turning it into a purposeful and profitable online offering so you can impact more people, share your skills and expertise and make a dent in the world? And are you doing this while living a life that fills you with purpose, happiness and opportunities for growth? This may all sound too good to be true and I am telling you it isn't. These are the big questions that I seek to answer on The Untapped Show, a podcast for go-getting humans who know that more is possible for them in life and who want to make real changes and live up to and beyond their human potential. In this weekly podcast, I share nuggets of wisdom on how to do this, combined with inspiring interviews with everyday humans who are doing this right now so that we can all learn from each other. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson, a best-selling author, podcaster, blogger, lifelong learner, triathlete and lover of handstands and who took her humble blog back in 2010 and somehow managed to turn it into a multiple six-figure business by creating different revenue streams based around my skills, talents and knowledge. And I know that this is possible for you too. So every single week, that's what you're going to hear here on this podcast to give you inspiration, motivation, strategy and tactics to do this for yourself and to lead a purpose-driven life. So let's dive in to this week's show. So back in 2008, I had a fair bit of time on my hands as I'd quit my corporate job in London. I'd taken off to Canada to play World Championship Ultimate Frisbee, and now I was figuring out what the heck to do with my life, hoping that starting a business was something I could actually figure out. And little did I know that this blogger account that I started would be a love affair that would continue well past any long-term relationships I've had to date. Nor did I know that it would allow me to launch my first and second business and earn me a full-time income in just a few years. So to celebrate, I felt the need to share 11 ways blogging can change your life and earn you a living. So I've put together 11 titles here and I am just going to simply riff with some great examples, stories and strategies and tips for you to basically fall in love with blogging like I have and perhaps even turn it into a business because I do believe it is a fantastic way to tap into your potential and get paid to be you. All right, are you ready? You can find the show notes for this and any links to what I'm talking about at nataliesisson.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 41, so just look for episode 41 and let's go. Numero uno, starting a blog gives you a purpose. It really does. Much like starting anything that has meaning to you, for example, me training for the half iron woman, as I like to call it right now, it's given me a purpose for the last 12 months to train almost every single day towards this event. Pretty sure I wouldn't be training daily if I didn't have this big ass event that I'm frankly not sure I'm even going to be able to finish. It just has given me so much of a purpose. And if I look back on my blog, exactly the same thing. When I started it, for sure, I was just posting to update my friends overseas about my travels, around my life, share some photos. But it ultimately became this vehicle, this voice through which I was able to reach many people 
share my thoughts and opinions and feel like I was giving value out there in the world, feel like what I was sharing was useful, was inspirational, was informational, educational, all those beautiful things. And it it felt like rather than just, you know, writing for me, it felt like it really gave me a purpose. And I think what blogging does is, as I said, it gives you a voice to be able to express your ideas and your opinions, to learn, to grow and to share your journey. And that's a pretty special thing to do, especially when you do it publicly, just because you have a special gift to share with this world. And blogging allows you to share that in a really beautiful way where the right people will turn up to hear what you have to say. And you actually do have something that is meaningful to them. And they show it through appreciation, through sharing it, through comments, through emailing you, through messaging you. I think that's probably what's kept me going the whole time with blogging is that people genuinely say what I've written or what I've shared serves them, helps them, inspires them, and they enjoy it. And you know what? I'm here to make people happy. I'm here to teach. I'm here to learn. And so thank you, blogging, for allowing me to do all those things and also to do those things for you. Numero dos, that's number two, running a blog makes you more disciplined. When I started out, I must admit I was pretty ad hoc, but after a while I got into a really nice rhythm. I copied my friend Chris Gillibeau, who posts, I believe, every single Tuesday and Thursday on his blog, or at least he did for something like eight or nine years. And I really liked that because it meant he had a schedule and he stuck to it. It was his commitment It held him accountable to turn up and write. Even on the days when you don't feel like you have anything in you, you're not inspired, you don't feel like you've got anything to write, um, or maybe you haven't planned stuff out, blogging really gives you discipline, especially if you treat it as a weekly commitment. And it certainly made me more disciplined around showing up, around planning my content, around creating that content, around curating that content, polishing it, And even to the point of researching, understanding the topics that I wanted to talk about and just becoming a much more prolific content producer. So just the fact of turning up each week to write a blog post made me more disciplined to do that. But there were all these other benefits that came along with that. So if you find you are what you like to call a creative or a free spirit, I've used all these terms on myself, by the way, so I can totally mock you back, then I would suggest that you establish a regular writing rhythm on your blog and see how quickly you become a disciplined blogger. Makes everything else so much easier. Number three, blogging helps you establish a writing habit, which is what I was just alluding to there. So not only do you get disciplined through blogging because you kind of establish the system. I use Asana now to basically do that for my podcast, vlogs and blogs, but there's this nice system of having the idea, creating that blog post, formatting it, publishing it, sharing it, promoting it. And along the way, one of these parts of the system is the actual establishment of a writing habit. Ideally, in a perfect world, you would get up every morning at like 6am and you just let your inner thoughts just melt onto the paper and they'd be brilliant and genius and you just publish them every single day like Seth Godin. But most of us aren't Seth Godin. However, a daily writing habit is 
something that when I was doing it regularly did help. Most of the things that I wrote each day didn't really ever make the blog, but in some way, shape or form, the content that I did put together sparked more thoughts, more ideas, more content, more blog posts, more articles, more interviews, etc. So none of it was ever wasted. And just the act of writing gets you using a different part of your brain, accessing a different part, I think, of your wisdom and critical thinking and solution finding and problem solving self. Does that make sense? It's just like it's a different access to the way in which you think and put your thoughts out there. And a writing habit is just a beautiful thing to be able to do because the minute you start it, even if you just commit to two or 500 words a day, you'll be surprised how quickly you want to carry on writing versus trying to come up with something epic once a month and feeling the pressure to make it just incredible versus just blurting stuff out each day, even if you're not going to specifically use it at that time. So There are many ways to start a writing habit, but I think the daily act of writing and not caring about what you do, but just showing up to actually write is a fantastic way to do it. If you're thinking about tools, open up a Google Doc. Seriously, just have a Google Doc that you write into. If you caught my latest IGDV, if you follow me on Instagram, I did a really great short video about three ways to turn up and consistently produce blog posts. I'm going to share that with you shortly, but I'm going to get through this list of 11, but it really helps with your writing habit. Number four, blogging builds your credibility. Just the very fact that you are turning up and talking about the topic that you are either knowledgeable about, passionate about, curious about, interested about, gives you kind of instant street cred. And you may be like, yeah, whatever, Natalie, I actually have to have something really important to say. I need to be really expert in this area. I have to have, you know, tons of in-depth insight. No, no, you don't. You just need to be an observer of the thing that you are teaching, somebody who develops their own thinking around that, somebody who has opinions around that, somebody who can write out what they're thinking in a way that resonates with others and maybe offer a different angle or a different way of looking at a topic that everybody else has looked at from one perspective before. That's what I love about building credibility, turning up, committing, being consistent in how you blog, being consistent about the topics that you talk about, putting your own unique spin on it. It doesn't have to be life-changing or super innovative. It just has to be you, your opinion, your perspective, and really thinking about the people that are going to be reading it and how they're going to take it and what they can take away from it. Having a blog, the minute you say you have a blog, I mean, I know there's millions of blogs out there, but that also means there's billions of people who don't blog. So you're kind of there in a nice little niche of people who actually are committed to the craft and having a blog with even five or 10 articles on it is more than most people, especially if those articles and blog posts are really well written and thought provoking and interesting and valuable and educational. And over time, as you build up more and more content and that gets shared more and more and it goes across more platforms rather than just your blog and you put it out in different ways, videos, audios, interviews, guest posts, it really all ties into people finding you all over the interweb that's what it's called these days, the interweb, and going, oh, you know what, that Natalie, she's a bit of an authority on this topic. I mean, when I first started and I was just interviewing women entrepreneurs about what it took to be an entrepreneur in a dominated tech world, I started getting reputation and name as that person who is a female tech entrepreneur who gets great interviews with all these other tech entrepreneurs. And 
to be fair, I had like 100 people reading my blog. I'd only done like four or five interviews, but at the time it was a pretty cool niche and I had a particular voice and I was very honest and raw and vulnerable and that went down really well with people and it just kind of continued from there. A blog lets you build a community. That's number five and boy does it ever. I still am amazed when people say, hey Natalie, I've been following your journey for seven years and just want to, you know, turn up and show up and say, I think it's great that you're still there and you're still blogging and I really enjoyed your blog post about this back in 2012 and I'm like, really? That's just incredible. It is incredible. It is an incredible privilege to be able to blog. It's an incredible privilege to do anything, to be fair, where you get to share and educate and hopefully inspire people. And I'm going to use those words over and over because honestly, that is what it is all about for me. I don't do this for myself. I do this for the feedback that I get and the happiness that I hopefully bring to people's lives and the change and the momentum and the transformation that I'm able to give to people in the tiniest little amount or the largest amount ever. I don't really care which one it is so long as somewhere in there I'm helping somebody and making an impact. That means what I do matters, even if it's just for one person. So when I get people who have been in my community as long as I've had it, I am 100% super excited to hear from them. I always talk to them, reply to them, thank them. It is just incredible what you can do with a blog because people actually feel like they know you when you're writing regularly and when you're sharing, you know, a little bit more about you but also what you think about there and what you're doing out there in the world. And you attract like-minded people who are on a similar journey or who are on their own journey but resonate with you. You have similar values. It's just a beautiful thing. So, Yes, you can build a community from a blog. Obviously, that also means building an email list, which is pretty imperative. But even just people coming to your site or your Facebook group from your blog, whatever way in which you want to build a community, blogging lets you do that. Number six, blogging gives you a platform. No brainer really here. The blog in itself is a platform. It's a platform from which you can write, you can teach, you can speak, you can share findings, you can share your own journey, you can share other people's stories, oh, you can share case studies, you can share laughter, humor, love, challenges, all the things that make us human. And a platform from which you can not only write but produce services, products, and relationships, and partnerships. So a blog in itself is just a platform from which you can spring into so many other areas. For example, an entire online business can be established from your blog platform. And that's exactly what happened for me. As I said, started back in 2008, but realistically, my suitcase entrepreneur blog was from 2010. And within probably 12 months, I was earning money off my blog and then turned it actually into my whole business. But it did just start as a blog, which always blows my mind. Like it seriously blows my mind. I'm just even thinking back now to when I first started making money through my blog, which was through, I believe, selling a product as an affiliate, a product that I loved and believed in, linking to it in a blog post, somebody buying it, and I made like a commission. The second way that I made money from my blog was my own digital product. So obviously I had free opt-ins at the time. I had some really great PDF eBooks and people would opt in to get those. And then I would email them 
about my blog posts coming out. And in between those great blog posts, I would also offer them up my digital product. And then that became products and people would actually buy them. And I think I made a hundred K from my e-products within a couple of years, which again blows my mind because some of that content was already on my blog free, but because I packaged it into products and services that people were willing to pay for because it was in a more convenient format, they would. I mean, again, just blows my mind. Free content in the form of blog posts made into products people will pay for. Just a little FYI. It is as simple as that. Number seven, blogging makes you a better writer because you really can't turn up every single day or every single week and write a blog post and get worse at it. <laughs> People will tell you if your writing sucks. Nobody will read your blog if your writing sucks. And so just by proxy, you want to become a better writer. You start investigating, okay, what does really great grammar look like? What is a brilliant way to structure a blog post? And I will share a fantastic resource from the folks at Thrive Themes who actually put together a brilliant blog post about exactly how to write a fantastic blog post from the catchy heading to the intro paragraph to really get attention to the follow-on paragraphs to educate to the subheadings to section things off uh, just a really perfect way to structure a winning blog post every time and you can see it when you read blog posts you're like this is a super well-written blog post versus this is somebody's thoughts rambling on a page that they've just spewed out which of course I have had several of those but blogging made me want to be a better writer so each time I turned out a blog I would actually start critiquing in a good way whether it was good enough to publish I pretty much published anything even if I wasn't happy with it because I'm a firm believer that done is better than perfect and people can be forgiving so long as you're still getting your message across but more and more over time I really looked at the craft of what makes an excellent blog post what engages people what captures their attention what keeps them reading right through to the formatting of the blog post, how to break it up into small sentences, subheadings, quotes, images, just so that people will actually stick with you and read to the very end. And that, my friend, is the art of writing. And I believe that if you are committed to the art of writing, blogging will make you a better writer. And it will give you a bigger audience and a bigger platform because more people will be reading your stuff. Number eight. This is the time when I look at my notes and realize that I had labeled this number nine and skipped number eight. So number eight, blogging lets you make money from affiliate marketing. Actually, blogging lets you make money in a number of ways. But if you saw, again, one of my more recent Instagram TVs, I talked about the three key ways in which you can make money from blogging. And I think one of the best ways that I see people making money these days and like a lot of money, like tens of thousands a month, um, up to somebody that's going to be coming on this podcast soon that makes six figures a month from their blog. I kid you not. And a bunch of this is from affiliate marketing. What is affiliate marketing? It is simply when you love a product or service, you become an affiliate for them, which means you get a special link that you can share. So anytime you are talking about this product or service that you love and you share that link and somebody clicks on it and signs up to that service or product, you get a commission. And affiliates really do act as a sales team that you pay with commissions. So a really good example of that is right now at the time of listening to this podcast, I am promoting my good friend Jonathan Milligan's masterclass. And it just so happens to be on the very topic that I'm talking about in this podcast, which is about blogging. So if you head across to nataliesisson.com forward slash blog academy, that's an affiliate link 
in action that I turn into a pretty link so it's easier to remember. So nataliesisson.com forward slash blog academy, you will find an awesome page talking about the blog profit masterclass, which he's put together, which is how to rise above the noise and get paid for what you know. Now, this will lead into a free masterclass, about nine hours worth of training on becoming a great blogger. Really, really awesome. And if you go on to work with Jonathan, he has a full course on becoming an amazing blogger and using it to get paid to be you. And there will be a price for that course and I will get an affiliate commission for that. So yeah, if you like what you see, please do sign up because you're helping to give me some money. Why, thank you. But uh, over the years, I have done a lot of affiliate marketing because as an online marketer and an online business owner, I use a ton of products. And Most of the products that I use, I have done a lot of due diligence on. I have tested and validated and integrated into everything I do. And so I freaking love them if they work and they save me time and money. So I always talk about them. Before I figured out what affiliate marketing was, I used to just talk about them and go, oh my God, you should try this cool tool because it lets you do this. And people, because I built up trust and credibility through my blog, would go and do that. And then one day somebody said to me, hey, Natalie, do you have an affiliate link for this product? Because I really appreciate that you shared it with me and that you recommended it. And I trust what you say. And I want to, you know, give you a little bit of goodness back. And if you had an affiliate link, I'd buy this through you. And I was like, hmm, that is so freaking fantastic. Let me look into that. Signed up to the affiliate program for that product, gave it to them and voila, I think I made like 50 bucks, which was pretty awesome. So imagine how that can scale over time. and If you're going to recommend the product anyway, and you're doing it regardless, you might as well then become an affiliate if they're having a program. And typically commissions range from anywhere from 10 through to 50%. So when you are thinking about what you'd like to promote on your blog, make sure that it aligns with what you stand for, with the values that you have, with the topic that you teach and talk about. There is absolutely no point in you being an affiliate for a hair care product If you have a business blog, I used to be amazed at the things that people would email me about saying, hey, would you like to be an affiliate marketer for this? Pretty much that was one example about hair care. And I was like, what on earth does this have to do with traveling the world and being a digital nomad? I mean, sure, you might want great hair, but just couldn't see any alignment. Didn't know the product, hadn't used it, wasn't going to recommend it. So obviously it has to be in alignment with what you do, how you show up in this world. Preferably, you should be using the product and loving it and be an advocate of it already. And uh, then, yeah, sky's the limit, really, in terms of what you can earn and make as an affiliate marketer. And your blog is a perfect way to do that because you can write reviews about the product. You can write critiques that you can review one or two products and say why you like the other. You can include roundup posts of cool things that you love, products and services, and use your affiliate links. You can do things like the 10 best books that you read this year and use Amazon affiliate links for that. You can say the three best courses that you took and what you learned from them and be an affiliate partner for those courses, especially if you went through them and loved them. And for me, probably where I've made the most affiliate commissions has been through recommending tools because everything I do is basically tools-based, cloud-based, and uh, I've lined up some fantastic products that I have used for probably the past seven years. And so I keep on recommending them and people keep on loving them and using them and getting a ton of value out of them. I often then will bundle products together and say, here's an email provider, here's an outsourcing platform, here's a graphics design tool, and here is a project tool, right? And 
I recommend a mix of free and paid products. I'm not always an affiliate for them, but within that, that trust and credibility and value that I provide and summarizing those, grouping them, showing people how you'd use them, how you'd systemize your business by using these tools, how you'd become more efficient, how you'd make more money, save more time, all those good things is something that people value and therefore they click on my affiliate links and send me lovely affiliate commissions to the tune of several hundred thousand dollars now, I'd say over the years, especially when I used to have podcast sponsors who knew and liked my work and knew that I had a really good way of recommending tools that I loved and would pay me sponsor fees to be on my podcast to be one of those tools. And again, they were usually tools that I was already using and liked. So it was a pretty awesome win-win partnership. Okay, I went a little bit longer on that just because I do believe it's such a powerful way to monetize your blog. And you know what? Blogs take a lot of time and effort and commitment. And typically you do them for free when you start out. So you might as well get to a point where you can monetize your blog so that it actually pays you back for all that time and commitment that you put in. Number nine, blogging helps you monetize your content. So a little bit like affiliate marketing and a little bit like what I said before, once you are able to curate and build out a lot of great content, you can actually start to monetize a lot of that in a couple of ways. You can turn some of your best free content into paid products. An example of this is I did a probably my most successful to date 12 Steps to Build an Online Business blog post series. I wrote 12 definitive blog posts over the space of 12 weeks. It was a ton of energy and work and time and research and commitment and I put my all into them and people loved them. And then I took them all because they were so extensive and awesome and I created the Build Your Online Business book, ebook that sold for $47. And I was very transparent. I said, hey, you can find these as blog posts on my blog or you can buy this ebook where I've put them all beautifully together, perfectly curated in a really visual and graphic way with some extra bonus templates and links to things and pay me $47 for it. And people did. And it blew my mind. And they paid me for the audiobook and for the premium version. And that product sold for about two years, despite the fact that it was and still is free on the blog. Because people appreciated it all being in one place beautifully curated, as I said, presented really well, and it was now a product that they could have with them anytime, anywhere, and always refer back to. And there is lots of value in that. Plus, the information was kick-ass. Man, I mean, come on, give me some credit. I wouldn't put out anything crap. Ah, that's not entirely true. I have put out a few blog posts that I probably could have done a lot better on over the years, but two blog posts out of 950 is not that bad. And you've got to give yourself a break sometimes. All right. Another way that you can monetize your content is to obviously have a course off the back of that. So there's digital products, which are really, really useful, ebooks, PDFs, templates, checklists, etc. And then there are courses, online courses, which kind of take the content up a notch. So if you have been posting regularly about specific topics that you really want to help your audience with, the next best step is to say, hey, here is either one, a free mini course, or two, a paid mini course, or three, a paid more full-on course where all this topic you've been reading about, I'm going to take you even more in depth, more advanced, so that you can get up to speed and do even better in this particular area that I talk about. 
and courses are amazing. Again, producing a lot of content for them, understanding the best way for people to learn, making that bite-sized content, all these things that I could talk to you about that make courses successful, but they are fantastic for extending your blog and all the great work that you've done on your blog because by now you've got a purpose, you're disciplined, you've established a writing habit, you've got great credibility, you've got a community, now you have this platform from which you can sell your own products and courses. And remember, content on your blog is evergreen. It is there forever. Google is constantly going to be picking up on it and sending you a lot of organic traffic if you're writing really great blog posts with really great SEO in them. That means they're picked up easily in the search engines. And so you can continue to make sales of your products and courses for many, many years, even after you stop blogging, to be fair, if you've done a good enough job of it. And that is where passive revenue starts to become a pretty cool thing that kicks in. So just putting it out there, think of your blog as something that can outlast you and you will have a whole new lease on life on how you view it. Number 10, blogging lets you build a real business. And the reason why I say real business here is probably for the first three years of my blog and my online business, I didn't really think of it as an online business. I thought I had a blog and I was making some money off it. But looking back, I had literally built myself an online business. The blog was the platform and the foundation from which I was able to create multiple revenue streams and build a multiple six-figure business. And I probably needed to be far more cognizant of that early on. But to be honest, it was a little bit of a pinch me. This is too good to be true. Surely this is going to end at some point, imposter syndrome moment for a good three years. And I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. I think there are people even now who feel the same way and can't believe that they earn money from writing, from creating content, from having a blog, from producing, from showing up, from being creative and from being a teacher. But if you actually look back at all those things that I just said, those are all super valid ways to build your business and be a legit business. And one that has very low overhead costs, no major infrastructure. You don't need to have a shop to have a blog. You don't need to have a building, an office, and a team. You can do all of this from a laptop with a Wi-Fi connection and just you if you really want, although I do advise to outsource and slowly build a team. Because creating and sourcing and curating and writing and researching and putting out great content does take a lot of time. In fact, it could be a full-time job. So if it is going to be, you need to make sure it pays you well and you're not doing it for free. And then you have a business that is your blog. Isn't that awesome? And as I said, I've got some great guests coming up on the podcast who have built incredible businesses from their blog. And I can't wait to share more of their journeys with you as they can share even more than I can. And so number 11, this is exciting. I'm going to make this one up on the spot because (laughs) I do have quite a lot to share here. And you know what? I think I'm going to summarize what I talked about in my Instagram TV today, which is how the heck do you know what to write and when and how often and how do you turn up and produce blog posts when you have no idea at all or you're not inspired? So this is one strategy that I'd love to leave you with today. And I stole this rather blatantly and and publicly off uh, a writing course that I took some time back where 
they were basically sharing with you the three ways to keep this perpetual content machine in motion. And here it is. It's pretty simple. You have three folders on your Google Drive, your Dropbox Drive, or on your computer, however you systemize your thoughts and your content. One of those folders you call Idea Log or Idea Vault, whatever you want, or just ideas. The second one you call In Progress or editable blogs and or draft blogs and the third one you call polished or to be published blogs so here's what happens at any time each of those folders will have something in it that you can progress in the ideas folder when you're feeling like you've got lots of ideas that's the time when you go in there and you brain dump a bunch of topics headlines thoughts bullet points about blog posts that you could write Now, typically, you should be inspired to do this often because if you really know who your ideal audience is, your ideal customer, you should know their desires, their fears. You should be surveying them regularly and finding out what they need to know, what they really want to learn, and how you can be the person to do that. So you should always have ideas around what is the key content that is going to make them happy, educated, all those good things. So yes, this is the document or the folder where you dump in a whole bunch of ideas as well as things that people are telling you they want to hear or things that you're inspired by that you see on other people's blogs or in magazines or in news and media. The second folder is the editable blog post. So this is where you've taken one of those ideas from your idea vault and you've started writing it. By no means do you have to finish it, but let's say one day you get up, you're in the flow, one of those ideas inspires you, you start writing the blog post. You're 300, 400, 500, maybe 600 words in. And no, there's not a perfect word count limit for your blog. It's the amount of words that you need to get your message across and truly make it valuable to somebody. If you look at Seth Godin, his blog posts are often 100 to 200 words and packed full of value. I don't know how he writes such succinct blog posts and puts so much in it. He's very, very good at crystallizing his thoughts and getting it across to you. So again, you start writing this blog post. You don't finish it. It's not perfect. You just let rip. You try not to use the backspace key and you just write. Do not edit as you go. Just write. And then you leave it. And then the third folder is the polished or to be published blog posts. So this is when you wake up on a day and you're like, I have zero ideas. I'm not inspired. Oh, but what you can do is go to the second folder and grab that blog post that maybe you started two or three weeks back. And now it's time to finish it off, to check it for spelling, for grammar, for thought structure, for headings, for formatting, for tweaking, for polishing until it's crisp and sharp and you really like it and you can take it and format it and publish it on your blog. So at any one time, as you can see with the system, what I really love about it is you have ideas in motion, you have half finished kind of somewhat edited blog posts, and you have ones that just need some polishing off to be published. So at any point when you wake up in the morning or you're maybe a night owl and you're doing this, you can go into either one of those folders and actually make progress. And this way it keeps you cycling through. So I hope that it's been really useful for you, especially if you are one of those people who's like, oh crap, I have to write a blog post this week and I've got nothing. This will help you. Call it the three-pronged approach to brilliant blogging. Man, I should write a blog post about that and I probably will. So that was my 11th point to 11 ways blogging can change your life and earn your living. Because the last one really alludes to you getting a freaking system to make sure that you show up and are successful. 
I hope that you have enjoyed the 11 ways blogging can change your life and earn you a living. I will be sharing more topics on this. I've got blog posts in the works to summarize a bunch of this podcast. And guess what? Given I'm the repurposing queen, I will no doubt transcribe this through a really cool AI that's artificial intelligence tool that transcribes real time for free up to 600 minutes. Um, I'll link to that in this podcast post. So head across to nataliesisson.com forward slash podcast. I've been using it a lot recently and it blows my mind. Like it's transcribing me real time. This will be done in probably a few minutes and then I can cut that up and turn it into a series of individual blog posts. And if I'm really smart about it, I might even turn it into 11 individual blog posts in a blog post series. Wouldn't that be cool? All interlinking so people can can just continue to read the blog posts and stay on my site for a lot longer and opt into my freebies and maybe buy my products and services. Do you see how this works? Do you see why you can fall in love with blogging in addition to it giving you purpose and meaning and a real platform from which to help others? I hope so. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor. You can do one of three things. You can just share it with a friend who wants to start their own blog or who has a blog and is struggling. You can rate and review it, preferably on iTunes, because for some reason that still makes a difference. But any podcast platform that you are listening to this on, I will search out your reviews and share them and shout out to you in the next podcast episode if you do that. So please take two minutes to write something lovely if you've enjoyed this. And number three, you can support me directly without the didn't really need that to be, but you can show some love, support me and shout me coffee by going to nataliesisson.com forward slash love where you can leave a small donation and pretty much any of that money goes straight back into this podcast and my wonderful team who helped me put it out there. I do all the talking they kind of make it happen. So that'd be really nice. And also keeps this show advert free. Once again, you've been listening to Untapped, the podcast, which is all about tapping into your potential, getting paid to be you and living a meaningful life. I'm Natalie Sisson, and I'm off to blog. I hope you are too.